how do you inspire, empower, and create a leadership team that is mission-driven? That is what we're talking about today. And I have the beautiful pleasure of having Samantha Olson on the podcast with me today. What's up, Samantha? Hey, Kayla. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So a little treat for you to know about Samantha is we actually work together in the office. We are both on our leadership team and she is the lead of the whole client success department. And then I'm a lead in my department. You know enough about me. Um, But I wanted to have Samantha on. We were having a conversation about leadership team and mission driven and all that stuff. And I was like, let's jump on the podcast and talk about this. So first, Samantha, tell me a little bit about what you do inside of the client success department. Yeah, well, thank you, Kayla. As I said, thank you for having me and thank you, everybody, to listening. Um, leadership and communication, um, working for the High Performance Salon Academy has just been a huge, huge um, growth in my you know, my life and stuff like that. And so it's something that I'm super passionate about. So I'm really happy to be here to talk about it with you guys. Um, I, inside of the High Performance Salon Academy, as Kayla had mentioned, I actually lead the client success department. Um, I do have a team underneath me as well as help lead people inside of the academy on how to use the academy properly, get resources and all that stuff. Um, I also do the onboarding, so I get to see everybody that comes in. I get to share the knowledge of um, what the academy offers. I get to give them a little glimpse into it before they fully immerse themselves. So we get to talk about leadership, um, code of honor, a bunch of fun things and onboarding. And so that's kind of like my hub and what I really enjoy talking about. So thank you. I love that. I love that. And she's really, really good at it. Um, it's fun. It's fun being a part of all that. And so today we are going to kind of talk about some of the stuff that we we talk to when people first come to the academy, some like the intro things are just really passionate things that we share with people. We're going to share with you today. So we're going to be talking about empowering the leadership team. But first, before we kind of jump into how I want to talk about why. So as you know, like Samantha and I are both on our leadership team. So Samantha, talk to me a little bit about like why build a leadership team? Yeah, absolutely. So what we see a lot is people will come into the academy and they actually don't have a leadership team and they're struggling a lot in certain areas. Um, It's actually quite easy to to diagnose. Um, People will come in and they're like, I'm overwhelmed. Um, You know, I'm not making the money. My team's not respecting me. And what we find is happening is that they don't have a strong leadership team. And Mm -hmm. that's actually, that's actually second of what we recommend when we go through onboarding. We have some foundational things. The second part of it is setting up leadership team. First is code of honor, because you have to have that set of agreements in place with everybody. And then you have a leadership team to help execute those um, codes, right? To help execute things that are going on in the salon. So that way you as an owner don't have to be the only person running the show. You'll be able to actually work on your business more than necessarily in your business. So you're working more direct with those leaders who are then trickling down and working with the team, the stylist, the front desk and that type of thing. So it really alleviates a lot of the stress and things that the owner is going through to be able to have a leadership team taking that on. And a lot of the time it can be daunting at first to be like, how do I even build up a leadership team? Who do I pick on that? We dive really deep into that, obviously inside of the Academy, but I think we'll talk a little bit about that today as well. Nice. Definitely. And I love that because like we, so Samantha and I both worked here before we kind of had our own leadership team. Like we were a smaller team, not a smaller, but we just didn't have a leadership team. So we got to be a part of what it was like before in each, like before we built a leadership team, it was like after. So Samantha, I'd love to know like what has it been for you? What has it been like for you since having a leadership team? Like what, what has been the biggest difference that you have felt? Yeah. So there's, there's been a massive difference to be honest. So I, I say I probably joined about a year. I've been here for three years, about a year and a half ago is when I joined the leadership team. And I'm going to be honest with you. Um, when I first joined, I was kind of just here to like, you know, get in, do my job. I really did care about the company and the clients. Um, but I didn't necessarily know my role, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Like I felt like I wanted to do more and I didn't know how to ask for it. And so I kind of started stepping up and taking more roles on. And that's when the leadership opportunity um, came about. And 
growing as a leader inside of um, high performance working for the company, it's really opened up my like self-confidence and how I see myself as well. Um, I know that I have a lot of worth and being able to see others see that as well and lead others to believe that and see that. Um, also working with a team of how to empower them. And I know that it takes a lot of stress off of you know the owners as well. And we're doing such amazing things here that it helps everybody and not just inside of HPSA, but inside of um, our clients as well, that mm. they're not necessarily having to meet with Doug and Jason, the owner, a lot of the time, right? Like people are like, oh, well, I want to come in and I want to work with just the owner, but being able to connect them with other people and Doug and Jason don't even have to be necessarily a part of that. They can facilitate it, but um, being able to connect people together through that leadership is huge. So yeah. it's given me personally a lot of um, not just credibility, but I feel like I'm making a difference. And I, I know I am just by you know, working with the people that I'm working with. Yeah. I mean, now it's you're been a huge confidence boost. Totally. I mean, now you're running onboarding and you're just such a, a bigger, like, I want to say a bigger player because you've always been a big player, but like, yeah, you just take on more and be part of some bigger things. And I think that it also, yeah, like helps expand what's possible in our company because then we're building our own teams, we're manning our own teams. And that's what's, that's really cool to, to see how that has changed our company and to be able to head on things and also make decisions. Are you ready to increase your retention and revenue and convert website traffic to clients? Then you're ready for Maya. Maya creates better business relationships by pairing the right clients with the right beauty professionals. Use promo code HPSA for your first two months free. Visit joinmaya.com to get started. Sustain Beauty Co. has two of the best tools to help you save water, time, and a bunch of money. Join the clean water salon movement with EcoHead's water-saving shampoo nozzles and scrummy plant-based microfiber towels available at sustainbeauty.co. So that was a, you know, in why build a leadership team and then your firsthand experience of what it's like to be on a leadership team and how it's transformed our company. Um, but let's start to dive into to start that process of building a leadership team. And I think an important part, which you had mentioned earlier before we jumped on, was to have a mission statement and to build into missions. We talk about mission driven, not only a leadership team, but also a mission driven leadership team. So Samantha, tell me a little bit about that. Like what, 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 where should people start? Yeah. So I think the first most important thing is to obviously assess why you need a leadership team. I think that's really important um, to kind of pinpoint, take notes until like, why do I need a leadership team? Where yeah. is my pain point? Um, so I think that's super important. And then also coming up, as you mentioned too, like we talked about the um, the mission, mission driven, mission mindset, what the mission of your salon is, what we found inside uh, the lead program, because I also work a lot with the leaders inside of our lead program is that a lot of the leaders actually didn't even know what the mission statement of the salon was. And I've actually talked to owners that didn't even know what their mission statement was, right? They didn't have one. And by creating a mission statement, it not only ties your team together, but it also gives everybody something to work towards. It can help make decisions a lot faster and a lot easier. So um, mission statements are super important. And obviously that's for you to come up with as it's your business and then be able to work with uh, the leadership team on what their roles, what they play inside of that. And then it's a trickle down effect. Yeah. So having something that you're working wor working towards and believing in as a unit, um, that mission statement really does make a big difference. And it makes everybody feel like they're playing a part in a bigger role and yeah. they're not just disposable or just there to make money, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
yeah and if your mission statement is make more money like and you had said something earlier too <laughs> of like even if your mission statement like your own personal one because we'll get in the personal mission statements as well but like when you build your mission statement you want to encompass why did you build your salon what is your focus what what is your end result how do you want to serve people what is your what does your heart tell you and why you opened your salon and you build your mission statement around that because then when people from the guests to your clients to yourself to everything there is it's like driven by one thing i mean our mission statement is to elevate the world's perception of the beauty industry and having that core mission statement is what drives everything that we do. And we always turn back to that. And like, is it, does it align with our mission statement of what we're trying to do? And you're like, yeah, well, we're just a salon. Or you might have your little voice saying like, it's a completely different business, but it's not because having the mission statement is so important, which will bring us to our next part is having a personal mission statement. So having your own salon mission statement, get that established first. But Samantha, talk to me a little bit about what it means to have a personal mission statement. Yeah, I think too, and it kind of goes back to finding purpose. Mm -hmm. um, having your own personal personal mission statement kind of helps you align your goals and what you're working towards um, and kind of a bigger thing of what you believe in. Yeah. So um, to be honest, when I started at High Performance Salon Academy, like I didn't really know kind of what I wanted to do. I didn't really know where I was going. I just knew I wanted to help people. Um, I had worked in the beauty industry before. I worked for um, big, you know, uh, makeup counters and things like that. But I was like, I know I enjoy helping people, but I never really sat down and thought what my personal mission statement mm -hmm. was. So joining the, um, you know, the high performance salon Academy and working in a place that is so empowering and knowing their mission statement, I was able to kind of build my own around, like, I know I enjoy helping people. I know I enjoy these type of people. Um, so having your own personal mission statement really helps you kind of assess where you're going in life. And when you know where you're going, it's a lot easier to set goals. Yeah. Um, it's a lot easier to connect with people that align with that mission statement. You know, if your goal in life is to, you know, make money. That's great. But also where is, where do you want to go a little bit deeper with that? Mm -hmm. You can say, I want to make, you know, I want to make money to help support my family. And so we can live the best life we can like kind of bring it, bring it in a yeah. little bit. So that way, you know, you're surrounding yourself by the right people because you can say, I just want to make money. And then you're surrounding yourself with people who just want to make money Love that. or you're surrounding yourself around people who are driven to make more profit or more money. So that way they're able to help support their families and have a more lavish life. So totally. I think really diving into it a little bit deeper makes a big difference. Yeah. I love that. So if you're listening and you're like, so have your own, having your own for yourself, you're the owner of the salon, having a mission statement for your salon, having your own personal mission statement, and then start to empower when you start to like, even when you're first hiring, like people, like anybody in your salon, whether on your leadership team or not, like asking them, like, what's your mission statement? And like this languaging isn't always normal. So people might be like, what are you talking about? And then you like establish the languaging when you're bringing them in be like, yeah, like, you know, and explaining this to them of why have a mission statement. And even if they don't have one, like, what do you want to do with your life and, and helping them work through to get to their mission statement, even if when they walk in your doors, it's one thing. And then as they're there, it's something else. Cause I can guarantee you when I walked in the doors of this company, my mission statement was something completely different. It was than it is now and where in the opportunities that it that it brought you. But when you challenge your team to have a, have a, their own personal mission statement, as they come into your salon, then it will start to align and they're driving towards something too. And you can see, does your mission statement, does their mission statement align? So talk to me about the hiring process, like when people first come in and also when people are like, what do you do with the people who are already in your salon? Like you're not hiring. So how do you start to work through with people to build their own personal mission statement from the owner to the stylist or the staff? Yeah. Definitely. So I think when people come in, what we've kind of started doing is we ask, you know, like, what is your mission statement? Like, 
where do you see yourself? What kind of role do you play? You know, what is your mission statement in life? And a lot of the time, if someone doesn't, like you said, it's kind of foreign to them, they're not really sure yeah. that's okay. As a leader, I think it's super important that we understand not everybody's going to think or feel the exact same way. Right. But by leading them and helping them find their mission statement, that strong, that makes you a stronger leader. Yeah. And that also builds the bond between you and that person. As well. We're Forrest, born on the salon floor and built for and by hair and beauty professionals like you. Forrest is your marketing, your reporting, your reputation management. You need one easy to use system that does it all. Forrest, together we grow. Are you tired of not knowing what your hair color is costing you? With Salon Scale, we take the guesswork out for you so you can cover your back bar expenses, reduce your color waste, and generate more profit in your salon. Click the link in the description to get 10% off your first year. Well, so if they don't know their mission statement, that's okay. But during the interview process, it's great to ask, you know, do you have a mission statement? What is your mission statement? And if they have it and it flows off the tongue and it aligns with your mission statement for your salon, that's probably going to be somebody that's worth, you know, diving a little bit deeper into and seeing if they're the right fit. If they don't know, Another good thing to do is ask them, okay, here's our mission statement for the salon. How do you see yourself playing a role in that, right? Um, Because if your mission statement for the salon is to make everybody that walks in the door feel beautiful and they, you know, respond with, well, I don't know, I think that kind of tells you right there, they're not going to play full out. Whereas if they take a minute to think about it and you can even, you know, do a pre-interview thing where you send them a group of questions and that's one of the questions, but have let them have time to think about it and see how they respond. And that will right away tell you if they're going to be, I think a good culture fit. Um, because again, too, the mission statement will play a lot into the culture of your salon. If the culture, if the mission statement is again, I want to make everybody that walks in the door feel beautiful. You're going to get and attract people who want to do that. Right. Because that's what you're putting out there where again, if the mission statement is I want to make as much money as possible, which again is fine for certain people, then you're going to attract people that specifically want to do that. So by having that out there um, publicly and asking during the interviewing process, that will kind of help weed through. And it also opens people, it opens your eyes and people's minds to, is this going to be the right fit for sure. on kind of how they respond to that? I love that. And it's so true because like we do, Samantha and I are both involved in hiring and like you can tell a difference in the people who are bought into our mission and bought into our code of honor and want to play a part in our team and the people who don't. And those people don't last because they're not like, we are all very, we are, we are all just as passionate and driven for our mission than the, our owner and our clients and all of those people. And so you don't, and if people come into your salon and they aren't, they don't, they don't resonate or they don't connect with or their personal mission does not align with your mission, then it's going to create a lot of tension, a lot of drama, or just not going to be aligned. And you might, you might be thinking like, oh, well, I just need to hire people. And I get that too. Like, yeah, like I just need to hire people, but you're going to go further and build more if you care, like if you pay attention to what people, like what people's passion is and what their mission is for themselves, which I really, really, really love. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about now we talked about like when people first come in mission statement, things like that, but let's talk about the people who like the the leadership team that you're trying to build. How do you start to empower your team to be mission focused mindset, the people who are already on board with you? Yes, absolutely. I think it really does tie back to back to what we were talking about in the beginning is that you as an owner have a lot on your plate and having a leadership team to be able to take some of that off your plate is a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So, and when your leadership team is bought into the mission statement and they have their own mission statement that ties into that, they're then able to help everybody else. Now, when you hear us talking about mission statement and, you know, you might have 30 employees and you're like, man, 
I can't sit down with every single person and ask a mission statement. Well, that's the great thing about the leadership team, right? You work with the leadership team, you coach them, you put it, you know, you put your heart and soul into them and then they're able to trickle it down to everybody else because they're going to learn from you. So I think coaching your leadership team, making sure you put a little bit of time aside for them and working with them. So that way it trickles down is super important. I just wanted to touch on that because what, what you put into them will trickle down and then let's go kind of, we'll break down a little bit of how we actually did a training on this in um, our lead program and it was called mission mindset. And so what that is, is we worked with the leaders to, we created a worksheet with them to take back to their owner. And so what it is, is on the very top, it has the salon mission statement. Then underneath that, there is the departmental mission statements, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, in HPSA here, we have the mission statement of the company. Then we have each department's mission statement and how that plays into it. So for example, uh, client success would be our mission statement is to serve and support clients to help elevate the way the world perceives the beauty industry, right? Or marketing might be um, to create or to um, show our clients the opportunities so that way it helps elevate the way the world sees the beauty industry. Um, so each department has their own little kind of line before it, and it really helps us make decisions in that department. So yeah. I can ask myself, right, as a leader, and what I do in And the choice that I'm making and the choice that I'm making or the um, thing that I'm doing right now, is this going to be going back to that mission statement? So for example, um, man, I want to leave early today, right? I'm not having a good day and I just want to leave early today. Well, is that supporting clients, right? Is that supporting clients in the best way to help elevate the way the world sees the beauty industry? And I, I can sit here and I could say like, well, I mean, no, it doesn't like me, me being in a bad mood and leaving early would help because, you know, my team might be a little bit more like, oh, go home. But <laughs> in reality, I'm like, no, I should probably sit here and think about why I'm in the, why I'm in a mood and then work through it and then continue to serve. Right. So I think by having that in your head, that helps. And then we also broke it down to, so yes, the department has their own. And for you, that could be front desk, right? The front desk has their own. How do how, what game are they playing to support that mission statement or a stylist? What game are they playing? Salon manager, what game are they playing? What is their mission statement to help support the mission statement of the salon? And then we actually broke it down into then each person inside of that department will have their mission statement that plays into it, right? So my mission statement, and I, I kind of go, I kind of have a couple, to be <laughs> honest with you, that allied with work. But one of the ones that I always go back to is, did I give it my all? Did I give it everything? Because I don't want to look back and say, I didn't try everything I could with that. Yeah. So my personal is, did I give it everything I could? And then it goes up to the department, right? Did I get everything I could to support clients to ensure that we are elevating the way the world sees the beauty industry? So um, breaking it down for the person and then into the department really gives me a solid anchor in that I am playing a bigger game for the company. And that way you don't feel like, you know, I'm, what am I doing here? What game am I playing? You're, there's no game confusion. You know what you're doing and you know what your purpose is. So by breaking that mission statement down into departments and then individual, it really empowers people to make decisions based off of their mission statement. It empowers them on -on one-on-ones. And again, that's something your leadership team can and should be doing if they're strong enough for that is one-on-ones with their team, right? The other team members. So you don't have to do those one-on-ones, but when they do the one-on-ones, it makes it a lot more personal, personal and personable to ask, okay, great. Like, how do you feel that you're fulfilling your purpose this week? How do you feel you're fulfilling your mission versus just how is your numbers doing? Did you make your clients? You have button chairs, right? It's actually feeding into them and coaching them a little bit more. So that way they feel that they are part of the team and they have a purpose. A lot of the time people leave because they don't feel that they're 
a part of the team or they're not contributing to something bigger. So by having that broken down, I think it really makes a difference. Wow. That was, hopefully you got a lot out of that. Cause I got a lot of that too. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like even cause I have my own team too. And just making sure that they, they're fighting for their own drive and keep in maintaining that. And like, I, I challenge my team a lot, like own, own your job. Like, yes, I could do it. my Like I could teach you how to do it my way, or I could teach you my desired outcome and then you can do it your way. And having everybody, like it really, like I said earlier, it really is a difference of people who have their own mission that ties into the mission of the company and you're working towards something, but it it makes the mission of your salon more personable to that individual. So then when you're showing up to work every day, you're part of something bigger and like being able to elevate the world's perception of the beauty industry, being able to play into it. And on a personal level, we talk a lot about internal versus external motivation. There's another podcast on it. You can go grab it and check it, check it out. But the difference between externally motivating and internally motivating and internally is just like it says, it's like going and motivating people from the inside where they are finding their own motivation. So it's not constantly like, get this done, do this. And you're hounding them constantly, constantly trying to get them to move forward, constantly trying to get them to perform better, constantly, constantly, constantly. It's exhausting. But if you flip that and go more internal and you you just work with them to have their find their own drive and honestly maybe you go through this process and you realize wow you're really not a good fit for this salon like what you want is not aligned with us at all and then that's okay too it's really good to figure that out because you're like man maybe you haven't been flourishing and growing because that person is not aligned with where you're going as a salon it's not a good fit there and that's got to be okay too um which i love that so samantha talk to me a little bit about because then we had a com- we had a conversation before this. There's so many things I I was found so valuable, and in empowering your leadership team, there's a couple like like things as a leader empowering their leadership team, like the owner empowering the leaders. What are some like tools to help them on a personal level that you have had that have helped you a lot? So there's, I'm going to break this down into two sections. So we have the owner and how they can empower their leadership team and then how the leadership team can empower their team. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, obviously we're all working towards the same thing. So they're very similar, but When I became a leader on the team, I was coached by Doug and Jason, which is great, right? It wasn't like a, like every day they're checking up on me. They're making sure that I'm getting my job done. But once a week I would meet with Doug and he would, we'd go through some things some things that I was, you know, questions that I had. Um, I'd kind of write them out throughout the week. It wasn't like I'd go to him every time, but I'd kind of come up with things. He would coach me on how to handle them. And then I'd go and I'd actually do that. So as an owner, being able to set a little bit of time to work individually with your leadership team, I think is super important. And then to check in with them. Right. Also, I never have ever felt disposable with this company. And I think that's something super important as well. Um, I think the idea of everybody does play a role. And again, that goes back to the mission statement, right? Like I don't feel disposable because I know that the work I'm doing is important, but not only they tell me that, but I also see it through um, what I'm doing. So making sure that your team doesn't feel disposable. I know we're in kind of a world now where it's just like fire and higher, fire and higher, which I understand for positions that might be, you know, like a, like a little bit more high turnover. Uh, but for leadership team wise, like, like I said, I've never felt like that. So making sure that they don't feel disposable, um, working to with, we took the love language test a while ago. So, um, honestly, Kaylina, Doug and Jason have really taken the time to understand how we feel, um, loved, right. And how we feel appreciation. So I think as an owner, just making sure that you're kind of coaching them, guiding them in the right direction, not micromanaging and, uh, making sure that they feel appreciated. Those are all the number one things like I have felt from the company to make me a better leader. And then also it's okay to make um, mistakes, right? It's okay to make mistakes. But as Jason says, you know, if you have to have that conversation, have it in private, don't 
have that conversation out in public because then I look funny as I look bad as a leader, you know? And so luckily that's been super helpful as well. If I need to be brought up on something, it's behind closed doors and we fix it and I move forward. Yeah. Um, so those are all things from, you know, an owner's perspective. And that's given me the confidence now to work with my team. And so as a leader working with team members, I think that it's super important to have um, that open, honest communication. Also, I love doing one-on-ones and I think that empowering owners, letting the leadership team have those one-on-ones when they're ready for it is a huge, huge, huge thing because then they create connections with their team, right? It's also sometimes we can, as people on a team can kind of hear the owner go, wah, 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 right? We call it the Charlie Brown effect. Like you just hear wah, wah, wah. (laughs) You don't really necessarily listen to what the owner's saying, but by having a uh, leadership, somebody on the leadership team, and that can be either one person or multiple people, but um, having that leader be able to have those conversations and those one-on-ones and let them take the time to dive deep, work on that what's going on in that one-on-one with the um, stylist. And again, whether that's numbers or whether that's just a check-in, yeah. that uh, team member is going to feel appreciated, right? Because you're they're taking, the leaders taking the time and actually getting to know them going through things. I actually had, uh, I did an onboarding last week and I was working with a client. She said, well, what if you bring, you know, you talk about something with a, a team member and nothing's changed. She, she was like, how do I, how do we do a reprimand? Like, what do we do? And I'm a really big believer on asking questions. And we actually talked about this in the office yesterday. When people come to me, I actually ask them questions back instead of just give them an answer because I like to provoke thought and I like to let people come up with their own answers. So when she asked that, my, you know, my advice to her was to, okay, we'll dive deep into why that's not working for them. Don't just reprimand them and say like, well, you didn't do what I said, right? Diving a little bit deeper and questioning why that didn't work is we always say debriefing it, like ask what worked and what didn't, and then, you know, what we can change. So diving a little bit deeper in those one-on-ones, getting to know them a little bit more personally, and then you might be able to find why things aren't working and then work with them specifically on that item Mm. that's not working. And it'll work a lot better than reprimand, reprimand, reprimand. You know, we want to coach, we want to teach, and we want to inspire them. We want to inspire them to do the best every day, not you know, we want to inspire them every day to be their best and do their best, not reprimand them when they're not. When you lead a horse, you know, with a carrot versus when you're sitting there, like, uh, you know, hitting the horse, which one's going to make it go faster. I love that. (laughs) Very well said. That's totally. And hopefully what you took away from that was like, yeah, empowering your team to also be able to make decisions and then offering a very safe space for them to make those mistakes or to like, if you like our company, like one of my favorite things, the long list, but like we can make mistakes and we all know it because we know that like, if we make a mistake, we are shown with love and like, okay, what could you done differently? And they were challenged to think through it. And then it's never brought up again. Like we're not held to the mistakes we've made in the past. Um, because we all make mistakes, we're human, and you're not going to avoid that. Even your leadership team, even yourself, being able to admit like, yeah, mistakes happen. We don't always know what we're doing. And the best way to learn is through experience. And so giving people the space of like, it's okay to mess up and it's okay to do it. But also know that the challenge on you is as you're building your leadership team, if your leadership team is making a lot of mistakes, well, did you give them the tools? Did you give them the support? Did you give them what they needed to be able to to like um, make the decisions that they're making. Cause sometimes when we're like, when I, like when I'm struggling with one of my, um, somebody on my team or the project or something like that, my mentor who, who leads me, she like, she's like, okay, well, let's meet together. Let's talk about these things. And before she's like reprimands me for all these things that I've done or whatever, it's like, okay, well, 
you need more support in this area. Let's meet once a week. Let's talk about this particular area. Let me support you so it doesn't happen again. And it is a lot of that, asking the questions to empower me to think through for myself. And she's like, well, what do you think you could have done differently next time? Rather than just being like, well, if you had done this, it would have been a whole lot better. And you're just like, yeah, okay. And then you start to doubt your own ability to make decisions. And then it's just kind of like a downward slope. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh man, I've been doing that. It's okay. It's never too late to switch this script and be like, okay, when I go to my leadership team, ask more questions, stay more involved, empower them, ask them what their mission statement is and things like that. Before we wrap up, Smith, I want to talk to you. I want you to share in going back to like the mission driven, how in making decisions when somebody like you say you're the owner and your, your leadership team is coming to you and they're like, hey, we want to do this. How would you walk through to make sure that it aligns with the mission? So what we talk about inside of HPSA, great question, by the way, um, is we always go, is that mission first, team second, individual third, mm-hmm. right? Because ultimately everyone's here to support and serve the mission. Yeah. So questions will always run through like, okay, for example, inside of the lead program, I wanted to run the 30-day leadership challenge, right? We have 30 days of videos and I was like, I would love to be able to run this. And so Doug's like, okay, how Doug and Keely and I actually both asked me this. Um, okay, how is that going to affect what we're what we're working towards, right? Like how does that running a leadership challenge, how does that support our mission? I had a great answer, right? Okay, how does that affect our team? Well, it doesn't really affect our team because I'm the one who's running it. My team is, you know, happy to be involved in that. So that works. And then how does that affect me personally? Well, I think it actually affects me positively. Uh, Personal growth, I get to work with the leaders and I get to do something that I love doing. So obviously that's a good decision because it is going to be mission first, right? And then everything else is a positive after that. I know it can be hard um, a lot of the time too with people who might not be on board with you to be... Like, oh, I don't want, you know, mission first. Well, I need to care about my needs and my wants. And that is okay. But when you're all there for that bigger purpose, like when you're at work and you're clocked in and you're, you know, being paid to be (laughs) there, as long as your mission's aligning, I think it's super important that we go, you know, mission first and team second, individual third. And then, you know, when you're off and you want to go and, you know, think about yourself and do that, that's fine. But when you're, you know, there and you're, everybody's respecting each other's boundaries and space and working towards the same goal, it falls right in alignment. It's not even a second thought, to be honest. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Well, this has been really incredible. Samantha, is there anything else? Like I know in all the things that we talked about today, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Yeah, I think the last thing that I want to add would be that I know it can kind of seem overwhelming to start with a leadership team when you have so many other things you might want to be working on in the salon, right? Mm -hmm. But I will say by starting a leadership team, it's going to take things off your plate. If you're behind the chair right now and your dream is to not be behind the chair, um, you'll have more time to focus on that leadership team, right? But by having a leadership team in place, you'll be able to move some of the responsibilities onto them. You'll have them empowering the rest of the team. So you're not working behind the chair and doing this and doing that and like teaching people how to, you know, serve and sell and retail. Your leadership team will be taking care of that. They're the ones that can run the meetings. They can run the one-on-ones. They can schedule if they want to do like a fun staff day, give them the power to be able to plan all of that. Let them be the ones to come up with that and power that for them. So that way you have less on your plate, even inventory and things like that. I know a lot of the times lawn owners can just be like, well, I'm just going to do it. I want to take care of it. This is my baby. But when you find a team that feels the same way about your mission and your salon, they're going to take those things off your plate and want to do that for you. You you probably have people in your salon who want to do that stuff and maybe they haven't spoken up. So I think the first step is really kind of assessing who do I want to be on the leadership team? Who has yeah. similar values as me? Who has similar core values as me? Who shows up on time? Who's a good um, influence on the rest of the team and have that conversation and have that conversation with them of, would you be interested in being on a leadership team? Would you like to take on more responsibility? 
who else maybe ask them like who else do you see on that you don't want it to be clicky right so i wouldn't say like hire all the same people that are all clicky but hire people that have different mindsets that's the great thing about our leadership team is we all have very different mindsets right we yeah. all bring something different to the table but we're all strong leaders so i think a kind of assessing it at first um if you're in the academy we have a lot of trainings on how to set up a leadership team and um you know how to actually pick the right people but if you're not I would say kind of sit down and assess who's on your team. And if it's if you don't have anybody, maybe start hiring for that specifically. And when you're hiring, it might cost a little bit more to hire somebody who is already has that leadership mindset, but it will be so much worth it because mm -hmm. they'll take things off your plate for you. So a, most of the time, a lot of the problems that people are facing inside of the salon can be fixed by a leadership team. And that might not be the leadership team fixes that itself, but that will give you more time to focus on things that you need to work on as an owner and the leadership team will take on what they can. So it's off of your plate, if that makes sense. For sure. No, it does. I love that. And sometimes, sometimes you might think like, well, I'll just, it's, there's a difference between giving tasks to your employees to get done and offloading stuff like that, then get building the leadership team and empowering them to start to take over things. It really is a difference. You can't just ask, you know, your staff, your stylist, your front desk, people like, Hey, can you just get this done for me? Like there is that, but it's a completely different ball game when you build your leadership team and they start owning and taking over and start to make it their own big difference. So thank you for sharing that, Samantha. That's been amazing. If you would like more information on how you can join the Academy, you can hang out with Samantha if you come into it, or if you want support in building your leadership team, or just want to have more information on that, I would love to talk to you. You can reach out to us anywhere, Instagram. You can comment on this if you watch on YouTube. Um, I would love to share with you our trainings on how to build a leadership team and give you access to hundreds of salon owners who are, who are building the leadership team and thriving inside of that. So if you love this podcast, let me know. And uh, thank you for joining me on Profitable Salon Our Podcast, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Profitable Salon Owner Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a review, and check us out at ProfitableSalon.com for more episodes, content, and to help you turn your salon into the business you've always dreamt of. Oh, you can say your little thing. Oh, and Jason doesn't know we're recording this. <laughs> yeah, so we're secretly in his office and, you know. Oh. He's at, he's he's out of the office, and so we're like, look through the podcast. I'm using his office, and he doesn't know I'm recording this. So. <laughs> yeah, we don't even know this can go You're live, Jason. <laughs>